commercial out. I think it's Taco Bell or something. Oh, Lord. And it's a guy and a girl. And the guy's like, I'm an Instagram boyfriend. Right? Oh, so my God. Like, so it's just him taking pictures. And then, like, but I guess they have a new chalupa or something. And he's like, um, so he and his girlfriend are out on, like, a... I don't know, a hike or something, quote unquote hike. I'm making right. quote uh, right. signs in the air. Air quotes. And he, his phone is in his front pocket and he's holding like two like of the Taco Bell things in each hand. He's like, but I don't, you know, now this new Chalupa thing that's out, you know, and she turns around, she's like, take the picture. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. That's totally me. I'm like, we cannot have this beautiful moment. Oh my God. I get so mad at Sal. I'm like, how are you experiencing this without grabbing your camera? And I'm such a bitch because like, He's like, I'm just experiencing it. I'm, a, you know, I'm with my family. Right, right. We are bonding. We are exploring. We are whatevering. <laughs> and I'm like, how will we remember the moment? <laughs> Am I the only one who's going to take the camera out? And he's like, oh, my God. How will others know uh, how to envy us, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> how am I going to brag about this shit? I'm only doing it for the bragging. Uh, what? What? Children, what? What did I say? It's so cool. You know, it's so funny because some people are killing Instagram. Like Will Smith is the king of Instagram. Oh, really? I don't even know. And he's only been on it for like maybe six months or something. What a dick. (laughs) But he's fucking Will Smith. What's he doing? God, what is he not doing? So like, for instance, is he bungee jumped for his 50th birthday? You know, so he showed that. Um, He, uh, one thing he showed that I thought was so great was um, he showed... um, um, you know, the, the, uh, the Drake song, Kiki, are you love me? Why don't I know that song? Yes, I do know that song. So there was like a challenge, in my feelings challenge. Will Smith, because he's Will Smith, and he's the king of everything. I mean, he can do everything. He was in Prague, I think. So he like filmed it like, they must have had like a drone. He's on top of like the famous like mud. Like he's like, like the resources of Will Smith <laughs> of course your Instagram is gorgeous I mean but it's not even like it's I mean that was high production but his stuff will be like like he was making fun of Willow like a couple of weeks ago maybe last month she was like decorating like a cake okay and she, she was like I love you baby but uh. <laughs> <laughs> or like you know his stuff is so great like I mean, um, what's his name? Uh, DJ Khaled was the king of like Snapchat because it's, I love DJ Khaled Snapchat. I'm not on Snapchat anymore because he would do stuff like, like he'd be on his like his water scooter thing in Miami. Okay. And like with his shirt off and he's not like a fit guy at all, but he'd just be like philosophizing like, yeah, man, you know, like you just got to keep on, you know? And he'd be like, his, 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 uh, his quote is like, his saying is like, they don't want you to be successful. But oh. you know what? We the best. <laughs> I mean, I like his attitude. And he'll be drinking um, like drink he'll be drinking like uh like alcohol on the stairmaster. On the stairmaster? <laughs> like Mimi, like Mariah from like her cribs episode. Like I did, but like I did not see any of this. DJ Khaled is so just fun feel though. Like that's unhealthful. I know. It's funny. Maybe da- like, first of all, I hate me a stairmaster. Um <laughs> I teach Pilates. I love the movement and using your body for yeah. growth, but I fucking hate a stairmaster. So like, I can kind of get behind alcohol on it, a like not like yeah. officially. Like if I 
if you take Pilates from me, don't be like, Mayor told me to drink this alcohol on the Stairmaster, okay? Right. This is, you know, but if compartmentalize the Miriam that's here because I get it. But I if you're doing it fucking shit. and you're on Instagram, that's, like, that content is like gold, famous. man. Like, I know. I yeah, mean, I know. But, but they are just. But the, the, the Veta, I'll die because I hate <laughs> and then I'm drunk and then I'll die. But that's what's so great about DJ Khaled because you're like, obviously, he's not on the Stairmaster enough. No, but he's just like. <laughs> but I love it because he's so positive. He's always like, you know, just because things aren't going the way you want them to go, that's all right. Just wait, keep being positive. There, I get that. Wasn't there a thing? that I heard that he made a statement about how he won't go down on a woman. Oh, yeah. So I have yeah. issues with him. Well, yeah. Because if, if he expects reciprocity... He couldn't be my man. Bye. I'm sorry. I, uh, yeah, I'd also be like, no. Like, even mm. if you were as gorgeous as, like, I don't know, The Rock, Also, DJ Will Smith. Khaled, like, dude, like, I know you're definitely you're very talented. Not yeah, but... Not but in terms of, like, boyfriend material, and I am looking for what to look at... Guys, you got to put out... <laughs> you gotta put out. I mean, it's part of the deal. Yeah, come on. Man. That only works on young women who don't know no yeah, better. No, it's true. No. But like, once you hit twenty-two, you're like, yeah. wait a minute. But I know guys who'll be like, oh, your man not taking care of business. Let me let me hit you yeah. up. <laughs> no, I'm good at that. It's fine. I got. Men are like a lot of guys are like, your guys not in it. I am exactly like I I need a man who like likes this shit. Who <laughs> likes making me happy? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's requirement. I feel like more more young women in college need to learn that. Like, yes. So if you're a young woman in college, look, if he is not satisfying you, you have a conversation. If that conversation is awkward and terrible, and he's horrified. Walk away. Preach, Miriam. Preach. You got you. You hear Get me? Get yours, ladies. Yes. You know this is that this shit ain't worth it if you're not getting no. it. Uh uh-uh. uh No. And because you know they always want. That's the first thing they want. Like, fucking fucking, you're getting pregnant. You know what I mean? Like you gotta get on the birth control. Little boys cried tears because there was risk of stroke. Um. Hey, read the fine print for birth control for women. Yeah. We have risk of stroke. Two. Yeah, and we're not getting service. No, fuck that. Hell that. Fuck you. Walk away. That's why they I love Key and Peele. They make toys, you guys. They make toys. So you can just go purchase them. It comes wrapped up. Nobody knows what's in the box. That's right. Also, too, if someone finds out, be like, "Yo, I'm human." Yeah, what, I what? mean, a good sex health, you know, sex it's life important. is important. That's why I like Key and Peele. They actually had a. Uh, a sketch about cunnilingus. Did, they were cunnilingus kings or something. Wait, I didn't know. I need to watch this sketch. Oh my god, it's I so love funny. Them so much. Like this is why I love them even more. Oh my god, they're brilliant. Should we get started? Let's get started. I I honestly cannot remember. I think it's me. Okay, perfect. I so you go first. How wow, did I retain. I could not remember like. All right, all right. So who's so, your notorious woman I'm this gonna, week? I'm gonna annoy you a lot. Okay. 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 The, the reason this is annoying. Is because I found someone who I was fascinated by. I realized I'd heard of her a long, long time ago. The issue, and I'll start with the issue. The issue is that no one knows for sure her life story. Okay. So there's a lot of conjecture. Okay. But I'm going to give you what... I just don't... You, like, write in. You're like, no, that's not what happened. But, like, every... I had... I had my computer, I had like four different sources uh-huh. and they were kind of not even agreeing with them. And I was like, I don't need to talk about four sources. Okay. <laughs> so I sort of pulled things, 
but know that some other source can come up perhaps and okay. say that's not true. However, probably not because she was born December in 1640. Oh. She was born Afra Johnson. Okay. She, we all know her as Afra Ben. I'm going to spell her name because it's not how you'd think it's spelled. It's A-P-H-R-A. Okay. And last name is B-E-H-N. Okay. Afra Ben. Um, she was possibly born in Canterbury. Uh, we don't know about her education. Her, we don't know much about her chi- anything about her childhood. Uh, one version says she was born to a barber named John Ami Amis A M I S and his wife Amy. Okay, because Amy doesn't get a last name. No, I guess. no, not even not or a skill. <laughs> <laughs> Just Amy. Just Amy. Um, no bigs. Uh, you know, born to birth children. Yeah, um, basically. Another story version is that she was born to a couple named Cooper, last name Cooper. Oh, okay. Um, one of uh, her compilations states she was born to uh, uh, a Bartholomew Johnson, which is what I think they're sort of officially going with, which is a barber, and Elizabeth Denham, who was a wet nurse. Okay. Which I realized as I was writing this that I would have been a wet nurse. Oh. I just, okay. Fun. I think wet nurse is such a nice too nice of a word of what of what they go through but i realized that like i was very capable of feeding (laughs) two babies at one time what is this you had two babies no because i could have fed three i would have been the wealthiest wet nurse With very angry children because I was feeding other babies. Oh, my God. But it was one of those, like, look at me with my natural abilities. <laughs> it was kind of a pain in the ass and literally or a pain in the boob, if you will. <laughs> um, but I was like, wow. Because you think, like, what would my life have been like? And, you know, if I was Jewish back in the day, well, this would have been a skill that was marketable. You yeah, know. but it's only marketable for how long? Like, oh, you can keep going. Really? If you keep feeding, look, I have five year olds. If I didn't stop, I would still produce milk. Your body knows. No. Yeah. So you could, you could, that's why wet nurse, that's why that works. That's oh. why you can have a wet nurse because it's like you probably should have like a few kids to yeah. get it going. But then if you keep going, let's say you're, you have a, you know, your baby's like a year and you're sort of done. But then someone hires you, you could you could keep feeding a baby. Wow. And I there's a whole that. thing about, well, the milk is designed for a woman, but like, no, it's fine. Yeah, it's, and that's what know. I've always thought. Like, if I were a woman, because, you know, they used to make African slaves. You are a woman. Um, I mean, a woman. <laughs> a woman who had milk, like, there actively coming out of her breasts. Um, <laughs> Seven of, S's. The breasts is. Um, uh, I always think of David Allen Greer. He was oh like, my God! Your breasts is. Big old breasts is. You live in. Uh, <laughs> did I ever tell you about the? It's hot. We're straying a lot. I know. Yeah. The, we did an episode of In Living Color. Okay. No, I wasn't famous. In high school, oh. we had an the, we read the Odyssey and uh-huh. we had a project. Uh-huh. And anything you want for the Odyssey, you can do our project, you can do anything. And my friend David had this camera. Uh-huh. This is in the 90s. So nobody, you know, it was right, like right, everyone right. was doing video. 
Um, but his older brother has a camera. Let's film an episode of In Living Color. And so, like, I was going to work with Doris. Okay. And so it was like, okay, well, Doris and I will go with you and, and Brian. And then we – so there was, like, eight of us. Uh-huh. And we filmed a whole episode of In Living Color. We wrote it, but based on a Odysseus. Oh! And I played actually... – I was go on girl. This <laughs> girl, if you saw, you would – Die, Lavetta. I had these big, thick glasses. I need Go On Girl to be on Saturday Night Live pronto. Right? <laughs> I was this little white girl with, like, frizzy hair. And nobody, like, we all were different. Like, there was, like, we all appropriated culture. Like, it was, like, equal opportunity appropriation. No, Miriam, I have to ask. Uh-huh. Would it be appropriate today? <laughs> not <laughs> at all. Have... <laughs> oh, no, not even a little. <laughs> I mean, but, but like we were a mix. We were that's like, pretty the clever group though. Of us for were a group like project. black and Asian and Jewish. Yeah. Is that anything? And yeah, yeah. you know, and and uh, who? What else? I don't. Any, I think any of my Muslim people in there? I'm no? thinking. I don't think so. No, no but it was it, it was just because the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like um, so it just didn't occur to anybody. What nobody was bothered by it. Oh. Okay. I yeah. mean, the guy who filmed it was black, and he yeah. was like, "Okay, so for go on girl, Miriam, you're gonna you know, go on like, girl, go on girl." You I lost need trust. I need to see her on Saturday Night Live, like seriously. Like I now. mean, yeah, we need her back. But I always thought, because as a wet nurse, I always thought, like they force African women to, like slave women, to to feed, to feed white babies, even though they're supposed Which to be crazy, inferior, right? As, are you inferior if your milk is fine for my baby? For your baby. For your like baby. Yeah. So that's what's crazy. That is crazy yeah. shit. So, but we know it's bullshit. So. I mean, but because, yeah, because they knew it was. That's the thing that gets me, and it's funny because I'm gonna talk a little bit. Oh, about okay. That. Um, is that they knew the truth? They know, of course. They, they knew of it course. was cruel. Oh, oh, they yeah. knew that there was no real belief that they were inferior. Right. Do you know what I mean? That's why they have. Not if I you mean, allow uh, this woman, your baby, to suck on this woman's breast. You're letting breast. your baby suck on the woman's breast. You're having affairs with these people. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're Well, raping. Yeah. I mean, the fact is it's rape yeah, because yeah. there's no consent right. if it's a slave. Well, yeah. Exactly. But, like, you're attracted. Yeah. Well, right? yeah. You know what I mean? Like, then how are they inferior? Do you know what I mean? Like. Oh, I know. I, just, I know. Like. The mental gymnastics people made in order to justify how many the years? The mental gymnastics people do today. Fucking A. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah. Did you watch this SNL, by the way? Oh, recently? They've fallen off. I, I'm just going to say Girl, it. you just have to Google, uh, all I want for Christmas is Mueller. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll check that one out. So that's what I do now. I don't watch the whole thing yeah. anymore. I just go through and I watch yeah, certain you sketches. Don't, don't stress about it. But yeah. all I want for Christmas is Mueller. Speaking of people, like they, like, it's just really funny. Yeah, they, they hit it out. They Occasionally they'll have really good sketches, but for the most part, they, I don't know what's going on over there. The last episode, I felt the same way. And I was like, let's just like watch the cold open and yeah, uh, the news. But not... I ended up, it was good. Yeah, I mean, it's, but I miss the Tina Fey, Amy Poehler days, Jimmy Fallon, like, and even like, you know, President Bush just passed, uh, H.W. Bush just passed, and like, I mean, they were playing Dana Carvey, not, not, Uh not gonna do it, not gonna do it. They actually played it again this last episode in his honor. Yeah. And they showed. Oh, I saw that. Did you see see that? that. That was awesome. And he's like, I've never once said. 
thousand points of life. Not got not do it. Not got do it. Not got do it. Wouldn't be prudent. Dana Carvey's so great. <laughs> we have we have impressions of Dana Carvey having impressions, impressions of yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so let me go on for a minute. So uh So she was a wet nurse. So she her mother was her mother a was a wet nurse, nurse. okay. So uh, one contemporary confirms that that's what that was and that she had a sister named Frances. There's another contemporary that says she was born in Y in Y in Kent as the daughter of a barber. Whatever. Oh, okay. She probably lived in Suriname uh, in 1663 to 1664. She would have been about in her 20s. Okay. Uh, she returned to London and married a Mr. Bang in 1664, but there are no records to show this. Uh, okay. He apparently died in 1665, or they separated, or there's speculation that the, that she never actually married, that she pretended she got married uh, to have protection and, and, oh, gotcha. and propriety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, but she went with Bain as her last name okay. for the rest of her life. Yeah. Uh, 1666 to 1667, she served King Charles II as a spy in Antwerp, Netherlands. Ooh. She incurred debts in her work because Charles was slow Charles was slow to remit payment and mm. ended up serving a stint in debtor's prison. Ooh, yeah, that used to be a thing. Right? It's freaky. So uh, her spy world, her code name was Astria, and in this scenario, her role was to establish intimacy with William Scott, who oh, was Oh, she was a honeypot. Right? Mm-hmm. She, he was the son of uh, Thomas Scott, it says he was a regicide, which is, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we don't know what that is, right? <laughs> I was going to look it up. I forgot like, to. Eh. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Who cares? It was a man. Yeah. Um, exactly. And this horrible man or wonderful man. I don't know. Yeah, we know. don't know. He yeah. was executed in 1616. Oh, okay. So they were worried that the son was uh, ready to become a spy in the English service to, to report uh, on the doings of English exiles uh, who were plotting against the king. So her job was to turn Scott into a double agent. Oh, okay. So, uh, and then there's evidence that Scott turned her into the Dutch and she got in trouble. Oh. But not that much trouble because she came back, incurred debts, went to debtor's prison, came out of debtor's prison and went, fuck that noise. I'm going to be a writer. Oh. So she. <laughs> I like this woman. Yeah, right? <laughs> And I love that she was just doing everything yeah. for a job and found interesting jobs that were not typical of the time. I mean, being a spy, you know, is, like that's badass, especially yeah. back then. I, I mean, mean, it's right? badass now, but like, because I wouldn't even think it would occur to most women. Well, that's what I thought was really interesting is that she was a spy. Yeah. Where did she get that idea? I mean, I wish I knew more about her life. Maybe it's like, if they pay me, I need money. Right? Okay. Yeah. But you don't have a precedent. Yeah, yeah. Even it's just... now, if someone said, Miriam, can you go spy? I would be like, okay, yeah. I yeah, mean, there's right. definitely a precedent. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm not a spy. Yeah. I'd be a terrible one. I'd yeah. be a really bad spy. <laughs> My husband would be like, no, don't, don't let her do no, that. Yeah, don't do that. They'd be single. <clears throat> There's a baking show on, baby. And I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> My bad. Um, so uh, the era at the time was around the British Civil War. So just FYI, it, it, there was another thing that said it's possible she wasn't a spy. But everything I read kept alluding to her being a spy. Okay. So I'm, <clears throat> I'm going with it. Makes sense. 
Uh, writer Jermaine Greer called her a palimpsest, which means she scratched herself out. Like she tried to erase her own history from the history books. Oh, um, really? Yeah, which is, I think, really interesting. Uh, Janet Todd, I don't know who that is, but noted that she has, quote, has a lethal combination of obscurity, secrecy, and staginess, which makes her an uneasy fit for any narrative, speculative or factual. She is not so much a woman to be unmasked as an unending combination of masks. Oh. So she's she's an enigma, really. But she, what did she? What, she did it herself. She did it herself. And why am I talking about her at all if we don't know anything about her? She was the first professional female writer. Now, there were other writers, female, who made money, but she called herself a professional writer. No other woman before her wow. had had said that she and she said i'm writing to make a living i'm writing to pay my bills and that had an yeah in 16 when 16 like 68 69 yeah 67 um so uh it's it's a little i i'm gonna talk a little bit about the the kings and queens of the time and what did she write she wrote uh the one play that i'll get to in a minute okay. but she she was do you remember the play the rover did you ever read that play no i never read that one. okay i did it's the by rover. her oh it was a comedy oh my kind of thing i uh, know it was very very popular um and then it's funny because like it says she, they think she was a catholic because there's a quote for her she's designed for a nun and then i wonder if maybe she was a lesbian but mm. then i found out later she did have relationships with two different men okay but who knows who knows right um she was a monarchist she had sympathy for the stuarts and the catholic duke of york okay. which will affect her writing and, and who wants her to be on their staff so to speak so she was forced into debt so she began to work for the king's company and the duke's company players as a scribe she had only written poetry before that but needed more money um and so the theater had had been closed under cromwell thomas cromwell Mm -hmm. if you watch the tutors yes he's kind of hot but he's a dick (laughs) Um, that's my my history knowledge um but it was now reopening under charles ii okay her first play was called the forced marriage interesting that's very interesting right it was staged in 1670. It was popular. It was followed by uh, The Amorous Prince in 1671. This is amazing. Right? Wow. Her third play was The Dutch Lover. Interesting because if she yeah. right, was a spy yeah, yeah, yeah. and she got some knowledge, uh, that play failed and she stopped writing for three years. She fell off the map. Uh, they think she may have traveled. She may have done. She spy went back work. to being a spy. You know, I she think. went back to being a spy. Because it sounds like she's like, I'm writing for the money. <laughs> where the money at? Yeah, no money. <laughs> I'm gonna go be a spy. <laughs> going where the money is. It's not like you know, you, you you know, it's not like the man she married had any sort of like wealth or if he died. Right, but right, I right. I feel like she didn't even marry him. I I don't know. I sense that she wanted an independent life. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's you know, if you say you're a married woman or a widow, then it's a lot more. You know. And she was covering up her history. Yeah. Like, I think that there's there's something she was covering. Wow. Good for her, though. Right? It must have been rough, though. And scary. Um, yeah, right? Yeah. But, it, I mean, she... I'll go, I'll go on, but I just... I love her because she paved the life she wanted 
in her terms. Yeah. In 1660s, 1670s. That is amazing. We still can't do this today. No, no. She's inspirational. She's very inspirational. Yeah. Uh, I think she had to hide some things about herself. Yeah. But I think everyone was hiding things about her. You could yeah, be yeah, a homosexual yeah. back in that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you couldn't be anything yeah. other than you You had to believe in the Jesus that they were promoting at yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly. So everyone was used to hiding things. Yeah. Uh, she moved toward comic works, uh, and they were much more commercially successful for her. Everybody likes to laugh, man. I mean, right. Was it saying Shakespeare and a dog? I mean, um, what is it, Shakespeare in love? What do people want? What do they say? People want comedy and a bit with the dog. I love that. <laughs> I love that. It's true. See, they just want that and a bit with the dog. I was yeah. like, we always want a bit with the dog. It's so true. Who's the doggy? Come here. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Who's a good puppy? Who's a good doggy? Who's a good puppy? Who's a, a funny puppy? <laughs> yes. Yes. And the right. actors are like, damn dog. Fuck this fucking dog. I trained in the theater. I worked on this monologue for nine hours <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> And the dog comes out and gets a bigger laugh. Fucker. Um, fucker to British accent. That makes me cleverer. Um, so she, one of which was the Rover. Yeah. She wrote a total of 19 plays. Wow. Um, she contributed to more plays than that. She became one of the most prolific, high-profile female dramatists in Britain at the time. Shut the front she door. She was second only to John Dryden. What? Yeah. Uh her plays were becoming, as she kept writing, as she got more embraced in the theater, increasingly uh, risque, sexually. Ooh, okay. And she was accused of being a libertine. Oh, I'm sorry. This is what, 16 what? Everybody was fucking everybody. Everybody was fucking everybody. <laughs> and a couple poor animals, too. I'm not sure. I mean, yes. And ugh. how like, poor animals. like, what did they do with their yeast infections? You know what I'm saying? You fuck that guy and then kind of that guy. You know there's a UTI going to happen. Yeah. I just don't understand. I don't know what Maybe they it's because they didn't wear underwear. I don't know. But, but still, and, but everything was filthy but they back didn't then. bathe. Ugh. I, I don't have know. no idea. Maybe that's Ew. why they died at 37. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's from a yeah. UTI. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. So she had a friendship with the Earl of Rochester, who was infamous for his sexual escapades and explicit poetry. Oh. This also attributed to her reputation. Oh, okay, because she was hanging out um, with a freak. Because, yeah, she did what she wanted. Yeah. She expressed herself how she wanted to express herself. Um, women in theater at the time were definitely considered whores. Yeah. It was basically like yeah. a lateral move yeah. to, from the theater to, yeah. to... They thought women were, actresses were whores yeah. up until, what, 1950? <laughs> Pretty much, even now, yeah. people still... Look at the profession of acting as something that's just like for fun. I mean, it's a wonderful thing. It's extremely fulfilling, yeah. but it's definitely a job. And well, yeah, that's the thing. Work. People think it's it's frivolous until you're successful, right? <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, that's a real job." It's like, yeah. It's, and it's also <laughs> acting's it's, hard. It's frivolous until you you get a script. You have to analyze yeah. the script. Yeah, you have yeah. to show up on time. You have to stand in your mark. You have to hit your mark. You have to feel. All the correct feelings at all the correct moments. Right. And I think it's really interesting because I, we, we, you know, I, we talked about, I did some web series and it was, you know, a bunch of theater actors trying to remember to hit the same mark at the same time. <laughs> um, and one of the scenes we did, we actually got non-actors to do because it was time and place. 
and it was this quick hit scene mm-hmm. where it's just a bunch of people in a boardroom. Mm-hmm. So we just asked some people. We had access to like someone's work, and we said, yeah, "Can we yeah, just yeah. come in and just say these lines? You can have the lines in front of you, right? Because we're not going to show your face, right?" And it was a really different afternoon yep. because we kind of had to teach them how to act just well enough so we could edit it. It was a wholly different experience. We were so used to working with actors. We forgot how much work it took to become an actor and be able to pull that off. Yeah. So it was really interesting. But I still think that nobody realizes it. Yeah. No, no. People think, you know. again, people think it's, it's frivolous until you're successful, until you're like yeah. in a hit movie or being nominated. And, and they're like, it's oh, like, it's a real job. Oh, it's like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a job. That's how I pay my bills. Yeah. <laughs> they pay me money. And they pay you because it is very difficult. Because it's really, really hard. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really hard. Yeah. It just is. Um, it's really fun too. Yeah. But as I like to teach my children, the best things in life are not always easy. In fact, yeah. mostly they're hard. That's right. Um, in what am I saying? So she, okay. uh, so she wrote all these plays, and she was she was hanging out with uh, the Earl of Rochester. Wait, I wrote a funny line. I want to say it. Oh, okay. I went. Men couldn't handle a brilliant wit with tits. Ha, wit with ha, tits. Ha, wit with tits. <laughs> I just wit with tits. Wit with tits. See what I did there. <laughs> Uh, in 19, in 1683, playwright Robert Gould wrote of her and fellow women writers, quote, punk and poetess agrees, Pat, you cannot well be this and not be that. Oh. What a dick. Basically said, if yeah. you're a writer and an actress, you're, you're a whore. whore. Yeah. Uh, her plays were very successful, but retained criticism being too sexually explicit. Alexander Pope said, quote, the stage how loosely does Astria... Tread, Astria was yeah, her spy yeah, yeah. name, who fairly puts all characters to bed. In 1688... Hey, she, there was no TV. People need to get their... Right? They need this, to get they need some, some entertainment, you people. Know, you can't always open your phone and go to your porn hub <laughs> thing. I'm sorry, but that shit ain't, shit ain't easy to come by in the 1600s, you guys. Sometimes you got to put people in bed. Because, I mean, maybe she was trying to help people procreate You know more. what I'm saying? I'm just, you know. Build, you know, the king's men and the, the people. Yeah. I so think. Go me forth thinks and they're, multiply. Me thinks they're a little bit jealous because I bet you her yeah. love scenes were probably better than the men's. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. they, they were they were longer, probably. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. Uh, I'm just snap. saying it lasted more than 42 seconds. Oh, just, oh, oh, just, oh. Well. Someone you know. is spunky today. <laughs> <laughs> Women need all the rights. Yes. Okay. Yes. All of them. Absolutely. Um, so in 1688, she published the other work for which she is most known for. She's most known for the rover and for... Not going to say it right. Orunoto. So it is thought that at some point in her in either her spy work or when at some point she was maybe uh, avoiding the English Civil War with her father and uh, traveled with him and met an African slave owner. Okay. So that it is thought that that's possible, which they think may be inspired this short novel about a noble slave and his tragic love. So this was the first English work in print to express sympathy for slaves. Okay. It was an instant success. It went through many reprints and it was adapted for the stage in 1695. Wow. Which I'm like, why haven't we talked about yeah. this? Yeah. 
Um, wow. Isn't that I've amazing? never heard of this woman. Which is why we do this podcast. Which is why we do this podcast. Yep. I mean, it, it's incredible. And it was popular. And, and it was popular. It. Yes. And they made it yes. a play. Yes. And humanity was like, right, I see what yeah. you did there in the 1600s. Now, when did Shakespeare write Othello? Fuck if I know. I, I don't remember. Do you remember? No, I can't. So I mean, I have the complete work somewhere I could look at. I up. know. But I, I wonder because I... I and wonder. Oth- and Othello is, is, is iffy as well as um his... I think Othello and Merchant of Venice, they both brought out, you know... Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, prejudice. Ho- prejudice yeah. and minority. Yeah. And it was like, well, you know, Othello does a terrible thing. Yeah, I mean, te- technically Othello's a boar, and, but... Back then, they I said mean, he that was, was African, but but a Moor could be of Middle Eastern descent too. Could. So, but yeah, people but have always played them as as, as black. black. So. But it was like, but the and the, the positive is that it brought the humanity out. Yeah, yeah, because Othello's what, yeah. living in a world that is not of himself. Like he's living in a foreign land, essentially. Yeah, and they, they, he makes it very clear. Yeah, and even though Iago, that's why Iago's such a great character because yeah. you're like. This motherfucking and, problem, and, and they never tell you in the play. They never tell they you. They don't. They really don't. And I think it's really interesting because at the very end, it's Othello that yeah. does the horrific thing. Yeah. But you fucking hate Iago. Yeah. Well, because also he lied and he manipulated the situation. It's so yeah. funny. I was in a production where I played Amelia, oh, Iago's yes, wife. Yes, I could totally see you. Which I thought that. was great casting. Thank you very much. I love Thank Amelia. You. I, I mean, I'm so yeah. I'd be Amelia. I was a great. Oh, Amelia. I should be Desdemona and you should be Amelia. Yeah, that was we great. We should put on a show. Yeah. <laughs> That was amazing. That's great. I understand Amelia's pain, but like, yeah, and I always thought that was interesting uh, when I was cast. I was like, that's great casting because it doesn't mean that it's not racially motivated. Iago's hatred of Othello. Actually, it it, It doesn't. But it even makes it even more like layered, like his reasoning. It's definitely layered. It's not like Iago and Amelia have the best relationship. Exactly. So it's really, that's really interesting. It's really great casting, yeah. Um, so. Also, too, it's like you hear it like, I'm not racist. I have a black wife. Yeah. I'm not no. racist. I have. Mm, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, yeah. That doesn't. You know, nothing. Does, that doesn't you, mean anything. You, you, yeah. That's really interesting. Thomas Jefferson had a whole brood of yeah, no, he black lo- Yeah, he was daddy. But then also said that black people were inferior and, and preferred to have sex with animals. So he could suck it. But it's okay because he was just being political. So. What you don't understand, Lavetta, oh. is that he was just trying to appeal to the people oh. so that he could uh, lead them. Oh. And it's okay to say horrible things. Oh, gotcha. Right? So that gotcha. was, so that, so let's pray to him. I okay? have two words for you. What are those words? Scott Free. Scott Free. <laughs> if people have been on Twitter um, today, by the time this comes out, this would be like two weeks old, but like, or a week all right. older. But uh, yeah, our president um, apparently oh, does not understand the meaning of the term Scott Free. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like just, I feel like now we're like, we're explaining that Thomas Jefferson was in fact racist. Yeah. And there's yeah. no bones about it. Also, when someone is running for president and he says that he's racist and creedist and all those things, you should believe him. Like, yes. we're putting centuries together. Yes. And, and let's just look at the whole and yes. say, if they're saying it, they're thinking it. Yep. Because... If someone said, Miriam, what you just said now was racist, I would be like, my God, I'm so sorry. How can I fix it? Right. Not, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You asking me that question is racist. Okay. That's what Trump told a uh, black reporter. Okay. 
Okay. That's insulting. Is that what he said? That's fine. A black female reporter. I'm really glad he's the whole leader of our free world. Okay? Oh, uh, yeah. Everything's fine. But I wonder, These like. These aren't tears. This is just water <laughs> coming out of my okay. eyes. I'm fine. Oh, this is why I watch a lot of comedies. But, yeah, me too. But I wonder if. I'm going to bake chocolate chip cookies later. I know. <laughs> but I was just wondering, because she wrote this. And it was so popular, I wonder if Shakespeare was inspired by her or she were inspired too. by Shakespeare. So um, we apparently do not have access to Wikipedia right now, so we can't figure out, well, we can't remember when. We can, look at, we can look it up and yeah. talk about it next time. Yeah, We'll just absolutely. We'll mention it at the beginning because it's, I'm, I wondered about that too because yeah. it's so fascinating to me. Everything that, every piece of literature, every piece of art that brought out um, very, because I don't like as far as I know, like it was really hard to be anything other than what your country was. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right. If your country was Catholic and yeah. white, really hard to be anything other than white yeah. and Catholic. Like right. as hard as it is in America to be anything other than like white and Christian ish. Well, people don't put you in jail for it. And, right. You know. It's still way, 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 way better. Yeah, so, like yeah. when I see writings of literature where the people point out how maybe this is a little bit unfair. I'm just totally fascinated yeah. and so thankful. Wonder. Yeah. I mean, this is amazing. She's amazing because she became a, she's, she's a woman. She's a writer. She's making a living at, she's a successful yeah, writer she's successful. in the late 1600s. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. It's right. It's funny. I almost was like, well, I don't have enough information on her, but I was like, I have to talk about yeah. her. Yeah, She's awesome. So I'm almost done with her. Oh, yeah, Cause yeah. after, after the glorious revolution in December of 1688, so James II was made to abdicate the throne. Uh, she got very ill. She was a real supporter of James and was loyal, which affects writers yes. at the time because then she's not being called upon to do as right. many works. Um, but Because she, usually the court were the, uh, what do you call them, uh, the, the patrons. The patrons, yep. yeah. We still have patrons. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon, Speaking hello! Of, okay. Um, they thought... That, her, that she was getting disfigured as she was writing, but she kept writing. Her hands were turning, which she probably had oh, rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, yeah. It was not diagnosable. She just felt... And no typewriters back then. Yeah, no. No voice memo you could do. Yeah, no. Um, All by hand. I'm making that up. I know a lot of writers, and they can't do voice yeah, memos. Yeah, but, I mean, we um, have computers. and Right. Know. It's much, much better. Yeah. Uh, she, she wrote till her death. She died April 16th, 1689. Uh, she was buried in the cloisters of Westminster Abbey at the Poets' Corner. Wow. They knew back then to give her that honor. I would have assumed they were dicks and they would have thrown her somewhere. And then, you know, in 2009, someone said, hey, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. This, we see a lot of that. They'll rebury someone when they realize. Uh, also speaks to her popularity, perhaps. But yeah, like, yeah. I think she was very popular, I think. As much as they tried to condemn her sexually explicit plays, they loved them. Yeah. Um, I know. It's like, right? this is such smut. This I need to go and see it again terrible. so I'm I gonna, can give it a review, a proper review. I have some friends who I think will also be offended, and I just want to make sure <laughs> that my offense is real. So four tickets for Saturday night, please. <laughs> um, so she... It was interesting. She wanted to be remembered as a poet, hmm. despite despite her considerable success as a playwright. So yeah. I will say, let's remember her as a poet. Virginia Woolf wrote this. This is how I'm going to end it. She wrote, 
all women together ought to let flowers fall upon the tomb of Afra Ben, for it was she who earned them the right to speak their mind. Wow, Afra Ben. Yeah. I actually read Virginia Woolf and A Room of One's Own, but I didn't really pay yeah, it did. Yeah, attention. like, yes. It's amazing yeah. how sometimes you go back and you, you put it in context and you're like, oh, that's yeah. what she meant. No, okay. I was like, okay. I read that. Oh. That's amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, you. my notorious woman. Yeah. It's so, I, at first, when you started talking, I was like, oh my God, I hope we did not do the same I, woman. Oh, I think about that every single week. Mine is also in the late 1600s. Oh my God. <laughs> So mine is, uh, okay, I might be butchering her name. <laughs> Excuse me. So my notorious woman this week is Tituba. 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 Tituba, I think that's how you say it. We could be, all, we all could be mispronouncing her name. So, well, I, yeah. when I played her in the crucible in my bedroom when I was a child, <laughs> um, I called her Tituba. Tituba. I okay. played all the roles. Oh, did you? In, oh. My, my, in my bedroom. Oh. And then, of course, I was... What's her name? John? Come here, John. It's me. <laughs> oh, I love it how kids are like, yeah, I play all the roles. I know. Of I was like, I'm having an affair with John. I'm 12. <laughs> I know. Okay, so Tatuba. Not much is known of Tatuba. Her full name and her birth date are lost to history, That's unfortunately. Shame. That's a shame. Uh, part of it is because um, of the time. She's a woman, and but she was also an enslaved woman. Yeah. Uh, historians think that she may have been originally from Central America oh. before moving to Barbados. Okay. But her exact origin is generally unclear. What is known is that in 1680, Tatuba sailed from, sailed from Barbados as a slave of Samuel Paris a Puritan yeah. minister born in England who'd sold part of his inherited sugar plantation in Barbados and settled in Boston, Massachusetts. So he was born in England. He, he didn't really come from a wealthy family, but he had a family of means. Right. He went to school at Harvard College. Okay. And then when he inherited this uh, sugar plantation, he went to Barbados, but he didn't like it. Right. He struggled and he sold part of it uh, to raise money and he came back to uh, Boston. Uh, to get to get married, to okay. start his life as a young man. So in, in 1680, and perhaps the reason he returned to Boston is to get married. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. So in 1680, he married uh, Samuel Paris, uh, married Elizabeth Eldridge of Salem Village. And the couple soon had three children. Okay. Thomas, Elizabeth, also called Betty, and uh, Susanna Paris. Although the plantation supported his merchant ventures, Samuel was dissatisfied with his lack of financial security and so began to look into the ministry, which oh. I think is so interesting because ministers get paid, we forget. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. yeah. I'm, get paid. We need to remember that. Yeah. So in July of 1689, so Tituba, we're not really sure she's from Central America, but she uh, was either purchased or started working for, we're not really sure. Now or he, Samuel Paris in Barbados. Do we know for sure that she was his slave in Barbados? Or did she come to... Is it possible that she became a slave going Yeah, that is possible. We're not okay. really sure what what her life was in Barbados at okay. all. Um, so in, um, so in, in July of 1689, Samuel became minister of Salem Village and moved the family there. So he met... Elizabeth, his wife, was from Salem. Okay. But they lived in Boston. 
So oh, he started okay. looking around for ministry or whatever. And so he became a minister. So he moved the family back there. Okay. Um, you wonder how she felt about that. I know, right? Now, Salem Village was a contentious place by all accounts to live and was known I to mean, be quarrelsome by neighboring towns and villages. So basically, the town of Salem Village was a hot-ass mess. So it was coming. Yeah. People were like, them motherfuckers over in Salem Village they are crazy. a bunch of... Yeah, they cray-cray. Okay. Um, so <laughs> that's what all the other villagers are like. Those motherfuckers over you, there, here they come. I bet you his here wife comes, was like, really, yeah. Salem? have to she's like i got out and you pulled me back in samuel damn you god damn men damn you uh so yeah the the neighboring towns and villages were like them motherfuckers over in salem always something with them so um (laughs) and also the way it was set up apparently the pattern because usually towns would be like you know like it's you can see it in even ancient uh towns in africa or parts of the middle east you know, like there's a central part a and then there's a square and then there's stuff around. Like it makes sense. Usually yeah. anybody who's planning a city is like, this is how you build a city or a village. It's right? like you, New York City was like, oh, I guess we're going to be a big thing. Let's make it a grid. Yeah. No, not in Salem. These motherfuckers are all over the place. Uh, yeah. And so most people thought even the way they had it set up, the pattern of the town was just not. And also they think it was owing to that the community itself didn't have a common purpose. The people who live there. I can. So. So Samuel actually was the fourth minister appointed in a series of unsuccessful attempts to keep a permanent minister who'd all departed after the congregation, get this, failed to pay their full rates. Oh, my God. Yeah. As minister. This town right there. Like Salem Village, man. Mm. So as minister, Samuel and his family were granted a house in the ministry house and own the land around it. Oh. I was thinking, when I was doing research on this, I'm like, if somebody gave me a house, like with my job and land around it, imagine what I could do in the world. Like, know, this is why right? white men have been winning for a long time. I mean, right? Yeah. Every piece of gold you get Even being yours. given a, a plantation in a whole nother country, like, you're getting the income right. from the crop yield. Like, I mean, And the women aren't like, you know, and also Elizabeth came from not a well-off family, but she was well-matched with him. Like he, men like this don't tend to marry beneath them. They tend to marry a little bit above them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, but Samuel's like, look here, motherfuckers, I need my money. But, uh, so he moved there because it came with a house. Birthing his babies. Birthing his babies. So he moved to Salem Village because he got a house and the land around it. So, uh, the, now in the family, it was Tituba, Samuel, his wife, Elizabeth, their three children, um, their three children, Thomas, uh, Elizabeth, a.k.a. Betty, and Susanna, but also they, their niece, their orphan niece, Abigail yeah, Williams, there she is. was also there. Yep. Um, and also a, a, a Native American slave by the name of, uh, I think, William, oh, he comes up, no, John. Uh, it's so funny because I looked him up, they called him John Indian. But no, he was a Native American by the name of John. They so, probably did call him they, John Indian. They probably did call him that. Yeah, that's why. That yeah. that that scans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's about right. So so in this house, and it was big enough to accommodate them all. So it was a big house or what have you. Uh, now, from the start, there were problems with Samuel's new job. Like I said, the motherfuckers in, in Salem Village, a bunch of crybabies just, just starting to fight. Um, Sounds like they were bored. 
Sounds like a town. You know, of like you just have people like, like that, like in certain neighborhoods. Like, really, they should have all been like in a reality show, creating drama. Yes. They would have like been living their best life, and yes. it would have been fine. Yes. But instead, they're in the 1600s in Salem. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Because there's no TV, right? Right. Um. So also, so they, I think the townspeople just didn't want to pay the minister what they should be paying a minister. And they also felt that he, his inability to resolve his parishioners' disputes was in question. Yeah, but when your parishioners are dicks. Exactly. That's the feeling I got. There's historians, real historians that can, can speak more to this, but that's kind of the feeling I got. You get a new job, you're like, cool, it comes with a house. And you're like, these motherfuckers, my, my paycheck's always late. I mean, like, right? right? And yeah. you know we've all had that job. We've all had that job, <laughs> like, right? What the fuck did I do? <laughs> so by 1690... Uh, yeah, I kept doing that too. Yeah, by 1690, <laughs> Tatuba had worked and prayed alongside the family for years, for over a decade at this point. Um, and she was especially close to Elizabeth, a.k.a. Betty, who was nine at the, in, in 1690. Oh, okay. She took her meals with the girls, beside whom she likely slept at night. Well, yeah, because well. she probably didn't have her own room. Yeah. Right? So because that's how slavery the, worked. Like nanny slash yeah. do everything. Yeah. And a lot of times the, the slave woman slept on the floor at the bed, at, well, on the bed, uh, on the floor I mean, at the foot of the bed. So, yeah. I mean, the uh, children maybe, need the bed. I know. Maybe they had a cot for her. But I was always like. women should sleep on the floor, floor. and do the bidding yeah. of the child Slavery in the bed. sucks, people. Slavery's a uh, bitch, you guys. Fuck slavery. And slavery sucks whether it was in biblical time. Yeah, there's no <laughs> Or in good, 1690. It's funny because, like, you know, I'm Jewish and we, we talk, like, and Jews are like, no, fuck slavery. Yeah. Like, uh, 100%. But we're like, well, Jews did. We did have slaves, but yeah. it was like, it was a contract and it was it was only for seven years, and like, like they're they're like, well, it was. And I'm, I mean, we don't do it now. We learned our lesson, but it's really interesting because right. you're just like you're a kid. And you're like, we had slaves. Yeah, slaves suck. Well, slavery sucks. We, yeah, but you know, indentured servitude sucks. sucks. Yeah, like all of that. All of that sucks. sucks. Let's live in a world where every human can have an opportunity. Yeah. And we all look at all the humans as humans. And you get to pay people not for their labor. <laughs> like, yeah. slavery sucks. And it's, we talk about, yeah. I just, like, I just, it drives me nuts because I feel like, well, in America really wouldn't be America if we didn't have slavery. Like, that's how we, we needed that. We just and have I'm a different like, kind of America. I don't give a fucking shit. <laughs> I'm good with America See, I don't think not that's true being because, the same America. Because around this time... Most of the labor was done by indentured servants, so they can suck it. But whatever. Yeah, they need to just uh, fall off a cliff. You know what it's like? It's like when companies uh, have a billion-dollar profit, and they're like, yes. but with slavery, we'll have $2 billion there profits. There you go. That's exactly it. <laughs> That's all like, it is. You could have just fucking been like, hey, yeah, come yeah. to America, work for us for cheap. Yeah, yeah. And then when they get here and it sucks, yeah. they'll be like, I'm out, and they can leave. Simply grieve. Yeah. So that's all Sons it is. Sons of fucking bitches. Okay, well, let's go on. I know. So Tatuba, <laughs> so so by 1690, she had been in Boston for, uh, in Massachusetts for over a decade. She was close with the family by all accounts. As close as, you know, again, a slave could be. So, um, so yeah. Now, so Samuel's parishioners in Salem, these motherfuckers, are like, <laughs> um, they were upset at him. And I think Samuel was a bit of a dick. That's the impression I got. Most they, men at the time were. Yeah. I mean, they, his parishioners were upset with him because they didn't think he was able to resolve their disputes. Also, they thought he he had perceived arrogance when he purchased gold candlesticks for the meeting house and new vessels for the sacraments. 
Oh my. These people are so petty. Yes. They are so petty. Shit right there. They are petty. These people are like, did you hear that he I know. got gold candlesticks? It's like, what it's for the he? meeting house, people. The king of England. <laughs> oh my God, I know I saw it too. <laughs> that is absurd. Did yeah. you see what shirt she was wearing? Yeah. It's obnoxious. So these people were petty as fuck, right? Yeah. In Salem. Now, um, so all in all, the the family was having a hard time adjusting yeah. to like this new life because they had come from Boston where, and a kid, and keep in mind the kids were born in Boston perhaps and they had grown accustomed to living there and now they're in this new, probably smaller place, right? right. Salem, right? Out in the boondocks. So in early 1692, his daughter, Elizabeth, AKA Betty, and I keep saying that because in a lot of stuff it's Betty and I kept getting confused. Right. But I'm good with Elizabeth. Elizabeth. AKA okay. Betty. So his daughter, Elizabeth and her, and her cousin, Abigail, seemed to go missing for short periods of time, along with new, uh, along with other New England youths. Elizabeth and Abigail had uh, been laid away with sorceries, one source says. Um, so basically, Elizabeth, Abigail, and her girlfriends got together and attempted fortune-telling methods during their missing periods in hopes of discovering future husbands and social statuses. So they're... They're preteens. Yes. They're basically pre- this yeah. the same like the Ouija board when yeah. I was eleven. Yeah. Like that's, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Yep. So they use an object called a Venice glass, which allowed them to observe the shape of an egg of an egg white as it floated in a glass of water. In the water, the egg white would resemble a shape or symbol depicting their futures. Okay. Basically like a Ouija yeah. board or but it's like a glass Magic of water. Magic eight ball. Magic eight ball. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. So um in one instance, a girl found a coffin shaped inside her glass and became quite frightened after the incident. So, okay. and, and these kids are like 10. Yeah, they're like 10, 11. Okay. Yeah. So, um, preteens, like you said. Yeah. In February of 1692, strange illnesses appeared after the girls tinkered with the fortune telling. Elizabeth acted abnormal, abnormal by hiding, quote, under furniture. She complained of fever, barked like a dog, and screamed and cried out of pain. And her body convulsed into unhuman-like positions. So basically, a bad exorcist, da-da-da-da, right. right? Abigail complained of similar symptoms shortly after Elizabeth's episode started. John Hale claimed to have personally seen the harm being done to Elizabeth and Abigail, writing in his book, A Quest for Security, that... Quote, these children were bitten and pinched by invisible agents. Their arms, necks, and backs turned this way and that way and returned back again. So it was impossible for them to do it of themselves, end quote. Elizabeth's other friends were also beginning to show similar symptoms of bewitching. Okay. So Elizabeth's father's freaked out. He's a, again, he's a minister, Samuel. Tried to, he tried prayer and home remedies as a cure, but nothing yep, helped. That's usually helpful. Soon he called in physician William Griggs and minister John Hale. So that's who John Hale said right. for a diagnosis. Griggs found it difficult to key in on an exact cure and noticed the victims were only children. This enabled other villagers to believe that this event was indeed brought on by witchcraft. Yeah. So it's a neighbor, no, a neighbor, Mary Sibley, recommended a witch's cake to reveal the names of the witches. I had never heard about this. These, this is some superstition what? for your ass. Right? Damn, you just like made that up. No, she, a witch's cake. I guess it was a thing. So she instructed Tatuba to bake a rye cake with the victim's urine and feed the cake to a dog. That sounds terrible. The dog was believed to support witches. And so I guess once you fed the cake to the dog, the dog would lead you to the witches. 
Okay. Exact science, people. You know, who needs science when you have urine cake? I I mean... Witch's cake. (laughs) Witchcraft cake. It's urine cake. Just call it what it is. So this is the theory that they came up with. So the girls are acting up. So the doctor's like, oh, that's peculiar. I don't know. Uh, It must be witchcraft. I mean... The doctors are like, oh, it must be witchcraft, which they thought was a real thing. So then Mary was like, yeah, let's do a witch cake uh, to reveal who the witches are because there's definitely witches here. Yeah, that's right. what it is. Right. <laughs> so when asked who'd bewitch them- If these Elizabeth- 1600 doctors cannot Can't- figure this out, yeah. obviously there are witches involved. Obviously, obviously the devil's yeah. afoot. The devil is here? Yeah. Because these clever doctors, yeah. I mean, they studied men- Medicine for medicine. four and a half days. Not Barbary. No. Medicine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when asked who'd bewitch them, Elizabeth and Abigail said it was Tituba. What? Along with two other women. Yeah. Oh, these little... Now, because English was not her and first she, language... And she, like, took care of that child. Yeah. She probably nursed that child. Tituba was like, what? I sleep on the floor next to you. Yep. When Tatuba was asked, respect your elders, yeah, little bitches. Um, why do you hurt these children? Why, why do, why do you hurt these children? She responded, "Quote: I no hurt them at all, because English was not her first language." Right. Samuel Paris was apparently a dick and rightfully scared at what's happening to his daughter and niece, because he probably was freaked out. Because again, these. Their education, education meant a different thing back then. They yeah. Education meant poetry knowledge. Not, yeah. yeah. Like, quote this. Yeah. Not. Exactly. Uh, so he reportedly beat Tatuba until she confessed. Because at oh. first she was like, no, 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 no. I don't know. I, I would never hurt them. I Why love them. Why would she hurt them? Like, yeah. So he what beat her. What is she going to gain by hurting them? Yeah. So he beat her until she confessed. So... On March 1st, so this happened in, in February, they started having these like um, uh, mid-February, let's say mid-February, they started having these these things, these like, you know. Right. So, um, so and they say it's Tutuba and these two other women. So Tutuba's like, I don't know nothing about this. And they're like, beep, 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 he beats her. And we know it was, it's not just a spank on the bot, it's like a whip and probably- Can we just talk about the kind of human that's like, I guess I'll have to beat you yeah. is not a good human. No. Do you no. know what I mean? No. Like I think about my husband. If someone said you need to beat this bad person, he'd be yeah. like, no. Yeah. I don't like, I don't, I'm not the kind of human that would inflict physical pain. On and some, also like, the maybe fact that. Maybe like this bad person hurt your wife or your right. kids. Then he'd be like, oh, they're dead. I'm right. Kick your, you know. Yeah. But like, so he beat her. Okay. And then on March 1st, 1692, along with two other women, Susan, Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne, Tatuba came before the authorities in Salem Village. Okay. The first two suspects deny all knowledge of sorcery. Sarah, the two Sarahs are like, we don't know nothing about this, right? Right. Um, now they were both white women. Now, Tatuba was not white. No. Um, so I assume that's why they would put it all on her. Yeah. yeah. When Tatuba's time came to speak. She stood, now she's been beaten. She's already been asked why she hurt the kids. She's like, I did not hurt the children. I get beat for however long. Right. So also, she, my family is far, far away. I haven't seen them in exactly. decades and decades. Right. So when it came to her time to speak, she stood up before a packed, nervous meeting house. Because again, they're all convinced that it's witchcraft, right? right? And multiple reporters sat poised to take down her words. She began with a denial. I did not hurt these girls. Um, the reporters are like, eh. Then John Hawthorne, the, the Salem Town Justice, who handled the bulk of the early de- depositions, 
had asked the first two suspects. So this is where the prejudice comes in. So he'd asked the first two suspects, the two white women, the two Sarahs, right. um, you know, uh, who they got to hurt the girls. Right. So he assumed that they hired, they were witches and that they had people doing oh their bidding. God. Right. Okay. When they got to Tatuba, all he asked was, who was it? Who did it? Like who probably perhaps made you do it. Right. Right. Um, who tortured the poor girls? Tatuba says, again, she's been beaten. She's already saying that's not working with these people. She's like the devil for all I know. She said to a hush room, she went on. The devil came to me, she said, and bid me serve him. Now, generally speaking, usually social outcasts or women who didn't behave were called witches. Yes. That was something yeah. that they, you know, put on, you know, women who had no status, women, um, you know, that feared them, that maybe talked back, quote unquote. Uh, but Tatuba was not white. And these are usually white women. Tatuba was not white. So... Her being accused of this put her in a very precarious situation, oh, yeah. right? So, and, and generally, if you were either a woman, an outcast, or you consider a deviant. So her being considered a deviant wouldn't work because that they just kill her. Um, and then she's not really a social outcast. So she was in just a really awful she position, right? She was the definition of a rock in a hard yes. place. So, um so it was also kind of easier, even the way he put the question to her, even the way that John Hawthorne put the question to her, almost like she's not smart enough to have done it herself. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody must have made her do it, right? So she, um, she so Tatuba, I put here, Tatuba was like, uh, she looked around at all those scary white people like, see what had happened was. <laughs> and so, so Tatuba went full bad acting and started telling them pretty tall tales. Like only the day before she said a white haired man in a dark coat had appeared. He traveled from Boston with his accomplices. He ordered her to hurt the children, she said. He would kill her if she did not. And then they asked her, had the men appeared uh, in her in any other guise? Because I guess it's witchery, right, so it right, could be right. anything. And she said, yes, she had seen a hog, a great black dog, a red cat, a black cat, a yellow bird, a hairy creature that walked on two legs. She basically saw everything, oh right? Um, she said another animal turned up too, but she did not know it was, what, what it was called. And it was difficult to describe, but quote, it had wings and two legs and a head like a woman. So Tatuba was like, okay. Oh my God. Uh, she was very imag imaginative. Yeah, because that's the only thing they would believe. They won't believe the truth, right? So she, the creature, she said, uh, had, um, she had trouble describing it. Um, she, she had trouble naming what the creature was, but she described it had wings. It probably had horns, probably had and two eyes, and all kinds and of stuff, a... right? So Hawthorne asked her, are there any other, what the, the other suspects that she was on trial with, right? So yeah. the two Sarahs, had they shown up in any disguise? Tatuba was like, she probably looked at the two Sarahs. It was like, yeah. Sorry, ladies, you gotta go down. So Tatuba was like, yes, a canary accompanied. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming with me. <laughs> she also said, this is what I love, that the other two women had engaged her into flying on brooms in the air. Oh my God. But she did not want to go. No, 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 no. She's too good. She did not want to go, but they dragged her in the air for night flights. Right. Because all over the... Yeah. She, yeah. 
That's what witches you know what, do. You know what it reminded me oh of? God. It's like it reminded me of uh, Mary of uh, Hannah Mary Tabs. You know my favorite, the first yes, one I did. I do. She went full on she super slave in. woman. Like I don't know nothing about Whoa, nothing. Did I do something? I'm like oh, they, they, yeah. So My brain is smaller than most other people's. She said that Sarah Osborne in particular possessed a creature with the head of a with the creature you know with the Sarah head of a Osborne's woman, right? A bitch, right? You know yeah. she hated that woman. Yeah. Oh, and had come to her only a week earlier while the Paris family was at prayer, which I thought was a good, Aww. that was a good little detail while the, while the family was, was at prayer. To Jesus. Right? That she had attempted, right to me. she said Sarah attempted to bargain with her, uh, but Tatibble was like, no, 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 I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. I, 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 and so she started reciting scripture. This is what Tatuba told them. Well, yeah, she's right? a good Christian woman. And then she went deaf because the devil and the witches knew that they couldn't really use her. <laughs> so the crowd was like, oh my God, this poor woman. Exactly. She's been an instrument of the devil. Oh my God. So she, but it's so funny because she went on and on and on. She's just like, she went full on crazy, right? Like, I love her. Like, yeah. Now she was inquired, she was questioned more than 39 times. Damn. Right? That's crazy. And each time it became even more fantastic. But she was also uh, very uh, accommodating and very meek. Okay. She gave them. Yeah. The she gave them exactly what they asked perfect for. She admitted that wanted. she had pinched the, the girls and uh, victims in several household households. She delivered on every one of the Hawthorne's leading questions. If he mentioned a book, she would describe it. If he inquired after the devil's disguises, she could provide them. While she was hauntingly specific, she was also gloriously vague. Indeed, she had glimpsed a diabolical book, but she could not see if it was large or small book, oh the devil's book. The devil might have had her had white hair, perhaps he had not. While there were so many marks in his in his book, she could not decipher the names of all the 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 book the names that are in the devil's book. Oh my lord. Um and so <laughs> she says, uh so Hawthorne says, um Oh, so Hawthorne told her, so the next time she saw the book, could she like try and see the names? And she's like, oh yes, sir, I will do that for you. Not a problem. <laughs> so um, she so she told all this stuff, but she couldn't really give specific details, right? She's a genius. She's a fucking genius. Yeah. Now, she had she said she had signed a pact with the devil and blood, but was unclear as to how that was accomplished. She confessed to listeners. Um, and she confessed to all the, basically all the demon tropes of the time, right? Okay. And this caused the Salem villagers to indeed believe that Satan was among them. At a certain point wow. while she was testifying, she was like, oh, I am blind now. I cannot see. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes this woman should have been on the stage. <laughs> So I would have seen um, every show she ever did. She said, oh my God, the, the devil has incapacitated me. Is what she said. <laughs> incapacitated? Yes. I think she said incapacitated. I think, I think yes, that's what she that said. Was, you are taking some And she's like, because creative. he was furious yeah. because she had dispensed his secrets. So he was, he, was, he was trying to punish her while she was on the stand. That's definitely what happened. Oh my when God. questioned later, she added that she knew about the devil's techniques from, she learned about these techniques from her mistress in Barbados. Okay. Before she came to the civilized colonies, right? 
who yes, taught her how to ward comment. herself off of evil spirits also and how to reveal the cause of witch witchcraft. Uh, she said that the knowledge was not meant to harm. And she assured Samuel, who had beat her earlier, mm -hmm. that um, she had not participated in the occult willingly and that uh, she was made to make the witch cake in an attempt to help Elizabeth. Ah. So she's like, I'm just a poor lady, which that's true. I mean, that's true. And I'm not, I'm not evil, sir, but I have no choice. I'm just a poor, wretched soul, basically, right? Um, now, <laughs> I bet the two Sarahs are looking at her like, is this bitch for real? <laughs> I know, they're like, what? <laughs> what? They were like, I am, we gonna get you. So at the end of her testimony, they both went to uh, jail. Um, the two Sarahs, uh, were eventually hanged. Really? Tatuba stayed in prison. Did she stay in prison for life? Was that she, no, she stayed in prison. So she went to prison, I right? Remember. So after her testimony, right? I was right? obsessed with this. Play. So her, basically her, her court testimony went viral. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh my God, did you hear what Tatuba said? And yeah. So and the whole town was a flurry. <laughs> yeah. Once she had testified, diabolical books and witches meetings, flights and, and uh, familiars were everywhere. So ba basically people were like, yeah, I saw the devil too. I did. Yeah, I, I saw I the know. canary. You saw that too. Uh -huh. I saw the red mm -hmm. cat. I, I saw did. it too. Yeah. Others among uh, the accused adopted her Tituba, imagery. Tituba was like, I made this shit up. You so then other people, because at first everybody was denying. And when you denied being a witch in the, in the trials, your trial went speedy. Yeah, no. They hung was, you, yeah. like they burned you at the stake, like you immediately, could, you did like in not a week. Win. Yeah, yeah. So other other people are like, yeah, I saw the devil too. The devil mm -hmm. made me do it too. Yeah, yep. he did. The devil na, 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 na. made me do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, after her testimony, grown men became afraid of her. Good. That's probably the first time she ever had that kind of power she's in her like, life. She's grinning. She's like, yeah. this is the best shit ever. Yep. Basically, the power, but her. Because of this vivid and insane testimony, yeah, it riled them up anyway. Yeah, it riled them up even more. But they would have been riled up anyway, I think. I mean, it sounds like this town was like already on edge. Yeah, yeah. So they were really ripe for like ins insanity, right? So, um, so after her testimony, though, they were like the devil's among us, and they saw witches everywhere. Um, yeah, confessions to witchcraft were rare, convincing, satisfying, and by far the most colorful of the century. Tatubas changed everything. It assured the authorities they were on the right track. Wow. Doubling the number of suspects. Damn. It stressed the urgency of the investigation. It introduced a dangerous recruiter into the proceedings. It encouraged the authorities to arrest additional suspects. A satanic conspiracy was afoot. Tatuba had seen something of which every villager had heard and which all believed. So she basically, every like crazy story she had heard, she said it probably she from Barbados. It. She probably right. heard lots of stories yeah. growing up. Yeah. Yeah. But she was also deferential and cooperative. I mean, I just feel like she probably had a wealth of, and maybe probably just stories. Do you know stories. what I mean? Not yeah. like, yeah, not reality, but just stories. stories. Yeah. But soon portions of her March account would soon fall away. The tall, white-haired man from Boston would be replaced by a short, dark-haired man from Maine. Um, if Her nine conspirators soon became 23 or 24, then 40, then later 100. Ultimately, 500 people, she said, were her conspirators. Wow. I guess, again, being a slave, she's like, yeah, I remember you, motherfucker. 
you you almost tried to trip me on the street yeah. when I was buying groceries for the household. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look it's at that. The devil himself. According to one source, Tatuba would retract every word of her sensational confession, however, finally saying that her master, Samuel Paris, had bullied and beaten her into spinning into spinning these fantastic tales. By that time, arrests had spread across eastern Massachusetts Holy on the strength shit. of her testimony alone. Oh my God. Between February of 1692 and May of 1693, so a year oh, and a half, a long time. more than 200 people were accused. By September 1692, the public began to resist the idea of witchcraft, however, but ultimately 19 people were found guilty and executed by hanging. That's so crazy. 14 women and five men. One one other man, Giles Corey, was pressed to death yeah. for refusing to plead, and at least five people died in jail. I think in the play they show you get him getting yeah. pressed. So I think... People realize quickly, if you deny, you're going to get hung. But if you say, oh, yeah, I saw the devil, too. That's how the insanity spread. I mean, it's like you can say it and then you'll live. But then, yeah, I mean, society. But you're at least in jail and not being hung. Right. Right. No, I would do that. And that's why. Yeah. And that's why um, you're holding you're holding out for time. Yeah. That's what you're doing. So um, the Salem witch trials would come to be known as the deadliest witch hunt, literal witch hunt, in the history of the U.S. Eventually, the Massachusetts General Court granted freedom to all those accused of sorcery and apologized to their families for the hardships created by the trials. Thanks. I know, right? In 1693, Samuel Paris, who'd been an active prosecutor, because again, his daughter was one of the early girls, uh, cases had charges brought against him for his part in the trial. That's fair. He apologized in his essay, um, Meditations for Peace, which he presented in November of 1694. Increase Mather, oh my God, these names, led a <laughs> church council, which then vindicated him. But because douches don't douche, yeah. he then got involved in a dispute with his congregation over the, the parsonage land. Uh, he had seized to compensate himself for his salary. That he was old. Well, you know, white men get all the things that they want. So they just yeah. take it if yeah. no one gives it to them. But the church was like, no, no, you forgot. We Salem Village, motherfucker. And we and we crazy as fuck. Okay. Yeah. yeah we petty as fuck. So by 1696, <laughs> yeah, he had found his situation untenable. So he resigned that year and left Salem. The dispute found its way to uh, the Ipswich court, which in 1697 ordered his salary to be paid and the lands to be returned. Now... I can't help but think if Samuel hadn't beaten Tatuba, yeah, none of none this of this would have happened. happened. No. But if you're getting beat that hard, you're, you're, gonna, you're like, I'll say whatever I want. Save your life. She probably was on the stand, swollen, yeah, sore from the beatings. So she's like, and, I'm gonna give these motherfuckers super crazy out of it and in pain. Yeah, there are more now. There are more logical reasons that because the girls were acting weird, but. Now, because we have uh, real science, right. uh, one thought was concluded in a compilation of disorders such as asthma, stress, epilepsy, That's and even boredom. Even boredom. Because Bore- they're preteens. Boredom. Remember you were saying like in Salem, there's probably nothing going on. I mean, they could have been making shit up. Yeah. Others believe it was caused by ergots in the rye. I've heard that one. The most I've recent heard one. that one. Yeah. Ergots in the rye, which have, has been known to cause these kinds of symptoms. Which would make sense because they're little girls. They're yeah. young, they can't, they're smaller. Yeah, they're smaller. And um, 
later that year, and that may be, um, uh, da, da, da. oh, oh. Yeah, but, but. Uh, okay i know right i'm trying to figure out where did I... because later that year uh um, she's back so like um okay yeah okay so okay. the girls of the air got in the rye but also elizabeth said that she had dreamed about a black man who she presumed was the devil and that's i think that's where tatuba got the whole thing, the black man, then the black oh. code, and, da, 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 and then Europeans afraid about anything black, <laughs> even then. Oh my God. Um, and Elizabeth, he wanted- you probably just had a dream about a black man. Yeah. So Elizabeth's family, her, the one that she was close to, they actually sent her off after these, uh, like early after these, these symptoms to live with the Souls, a family outside of the village, hoping okay. she would get away from the witchcraft. But in the Soul household, Elizabeth's symptoms ultimately regained, disappeared, and she regained full strength. So perhaps it was the air got that in makes, the ride. That's the thing that makes the most sense to me. I feel yeah. like, I feel like when you fake it, it you they're not going to be that good at faking it. Yeah. yeah, like kids aren't that good at yeah. lying. And I mean, if, if Tatuba I mean, was always around be, but... her when she was sleeping and da da da, yeah. you kind of just say, and she's eleven. Yeah. Get, or t- no, she was nine at the time, actually. Yeah. Nine. So now, even though Tatuba is one of the key figures in the Salem witch trials, not much is known of her still today. And that may be because she, she spun this absurd tale and it was believed. So, yeah. yeah. Now, described as an Indian, no fewer than 15 times in court papers, there are arguments made that Tatuba was black. But this has been contradicted by historians, Elaine, by historians Elaine uh, Breslaw, who partially blames Charles Upham, who got false information from Samuel Drake for the confusion. Okay. It could also be that many falsely believe that all slaves in history are of African descent, and that's simply not true. Right. It's ironic that because of her testimony about a number of strange and unusual transformations of people in her midst, her own memory and uh, identity and life has undergone a number of transformations with the assistance of America's foremost historians and men of letters. So many scholars have noted that the misidentification of her identity and origins may be caused by researchers and writers who have fallen prey to a multi-century game of telephone. Ah. Tatuba mm-hmm. evolved over two centuries from Indian to half Indian to half black to black with, the, yeah. with assist from Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, historian George Bancroft, and William Carlos Williams. By the time Arthur Miller wrote The Crucible in 1952, Tatuba was a Negro slave. Definitely. She engaged in a different uh, brand of dark arts to go with her new heritage. Miller supplied a live frog, a kettle, and chicken blood. He has Tatuba sing her West Indian songs over fire in the forest as naked girls dance around her. Sounding like a distant cousin of Mammy and Gone with the Wind, she says things like, Mr. Reverend? I do believe somebody else bewitching these children, end quote. She is last seen in a moonlight prison sounding half crazed, begging the devil to carry her home to Barbados. After the crucible, she would be known for her voodoo, of which there is not a shred of evidence, rather than for her psychedelic confessions, which endures on paper. Now, why the retrofitting of racial identity? Yeah, why? Why? Arguably, bias played a role. A black woman at the center of the story made more sense in the same way that, as Tatuba saw it, a man in black belonged at the center of diabol- a diabolical conspiracy in 1690s Salem. Wow. Her history was written by men, 
working yes. from working when African voodoo was more electrifying than outmoded English witchcraft. All wrote after the Civil War, when a slave was understood to be black. Miller believed Tatuba had actively engaged in devil worship. He read her confession and the 20th century sources at face value. That is insane because I was obsessed with this play yeah. and I not once yep. when I read it at like 11 or 12. Yeah. I, to me, I don't remember very well that yeah. she was trying to salvage her life. Yeah. I didn't think she really played to the devil. Right. I didn't think anyone right. did anything wrong actually. Right. But it's just interesting but, but how he, like he did because he, if you're if your knowledge is based on faulty information because in the court papers it clearly refers to her as an Indian. That why would you change that yeah. and why not give an Indian woman a yeah. chance to play an play a role, role right yeah like um, now okay so I'm almost finished here but uh, by replacing the Salem justices also in the crucible as the villain of the peace, Tatuba exonerated others. The ma oh, in in her testimony rather, yeah. the Massachusetts elite most of all. So she, she basically fingered, not upper class people, other working class yeah, people, or no. people maybe who had done her wrong as a slave. You I know, mean, um, she also she has delivered a right to be angry. Yeah, she also delivered on John Hawthorne's leading questions, as she, and because she also knew scripture really well. Nice. Moreover, her account never wavered. And it was thought that if she had fiend her confession, she could not have remembered her answer so exactly, an observer later explained. But, my, I, but yeah. a liar, it was understood, needed a better memory. I have That's to say, not true. No, and I think she just happened to be a human that was a genius, that her very, very incredibly smart, inc like just took in all of the knowledge she could possibly take in. Yep. And if the and Bible also, was the only book she could read, she read it inside and, and out. And she... Basically told them what was in the Bible, what's in Revelations. That's basically what she said. What I think is really interesting because uh, if she was in Indian or black or no one probably looked at her as someone that was highly intelligent. Right. Yeah. They would never so, think she'd be this crafty. I They're mean, like, she must be telling the truth. Right. Yeah. yeah this poor soul. And a lot of people say um, before an authority figure, a suggestible witness like she was will reliably deliver planted or preposterous memories. And the longest criminal trial in American history the California child abuse cases of the 1980s. Ooh. Children swore that daycare workers slaughtered elephants oh. and, um, you know, did anal sex, all kinds of stuff. This was in the 1980s. Oh, my God. Yeah. In California? T yeah. Tatubas, it was all, it was fake. It was like, it was oh. also satanic um, scare in the 1980s. I didn't know this. Yeah, it's all crazy. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Tatuba's details, too, grew more and more lush with each retelling, as forced confessions will. Whether she was yeah. coerced or whether she willingly collaborated, she gave her interrogators what she knew they wanted. I don't think a slave is willingly... No. Like, if she's willingly collaborating, she's doing it... Because she's a slave. She has no she choice. She said no, and he beat her. She said no. She said, I would not hurt these if children. If I said no and someone beat me, I'd be like... You change it up. Okay, what? That's, what, that's what why torture want? works. Right? Yeah. Um, fuckers. so yeah, I think uh, I say fuckers on every single I know. episode. <laughs> um, so she finally went on trial for having, uh, convent, uh, combinated with the devil on May 9th, 1693 after 15 months in prison. Oh my God. The jury declined to indict her. Really? The first to confess to signing a diabolical pact. She would be the last suspect released. Of course. 
She appears to have left Massachusetts with whoever paid her jail fees. It is unlikely she ever saw the Paris family again. She disappears from the record, though did escape with her life, unlike Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne. Tatuba suffered only the, the indignity of a warped afterlife for reasons she might have appreciated. It made a better story. Interesting. Now, in pop culture, she has been immortalized, uh, like you said, in The Crucible. Mm-hmm, yeah. She is featured as a main character in the series Salem. Uh, the show portrays her as a powerful uh, being, powerful witch, along with her with other historical figures from the Salem witch trials, who are also portrayed as having supernatural powers. In American Horror Story Coven, young African, a young African-American witch, Queenie, states that she is the descendant of Tatuba. Okay, that's weird because Tatuba yeah. was Indian, not black. Later okay. in the series, well, because from the Crucible. Right, right, yeah, right? right, right. No, I can't. Later in the series, voodoo queen Marie Laveau and supreme witch Fiona Good have an in-depth discussion of Tatuba's history and legacy. They suggest her magic came from her Arawak ancestry, Indian ancestry. Oh, good. Let's so, be honest about that. That is Tatuba. Lavetta, I have learned so much today. I am so excited to have learned about that. Isn't that crazy, it though? It is. Yeah, because I know most people think that she was black, yeah. but she remember, probably was not. I was, I remember, most like, not black. I, was, I was like, I guess I'm never playing this role. Right? You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I mean, you, you're, it's a beautiful role. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he did, Arthur Miller, I mean, we don't blame him because he got misinformation from those I other mean, people, Abigail the other white men who came from having an affair and was 16. And I was going to say, was like married to John Proctor. And, for creative purposes. Yeah, you have to, like and, they did yeah. a whole thing. I'm watching Dirty John, the, the new show on Bravo. <gasps> I heard the whole podcast. Okay. Oh. Is it good? It's so good, good, but it's interesting because yeah. they've even changed stuff from the podcast. Seriously? Yeah, because... Because it's a TV show, so you have yeah. to change things. Like yes. Connie Britton plays the woman, and yes. Eric Bana plays uh, John. Yeah, and so it's really they even changed the daughters up because in the Why? in the you know I don't know. And at first, like everyone's heard they the made them brattier, which is really interesting because oh. we hear their testimony in the podcast. That's kind of but, annoying because you hear them talking and you can. But they they change things for creative life. It's creative yeah. license, right? It's, well, they, I think they had to justify Connie Britton's character not listening to her daughters. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. just selfish. Yeah, they have to like you know, and and also some like actual things change. Like we saw the episode last night and. Um, so it just reminds me of that, like in the Crucible, he was spinning a tale, uh, you know, he has to do something that's, you know, entertaining, that's thought provoking, yeah. if it's a play. That's and so, true. you yeah. know, so that's why he changed it. But he probably thought Taduba was black. He probably did. Yeah. The, the fact that he, he took from West Indian culture, though, yeah. and like, he really just appropriated another culture. Especially if you heard that, that she came from Barbados, then you think, like, but Barbados was different. In yeah. 1670 yes. than it was in 1870. Exactly. Like, yeah. you know, and like, um, yeah. So it's just really interesting. Even though in the court papers in her testimony, it says it refers to her at least 15 times as an Indian. Which is, is I mean, a native had person. to have read that. Yeah. So that's Tatuva. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right, guys, that wraps it up for another episode of uh, Notorious Women Podcast. Guys, Remember to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at yes. NotoriousWMPod. Mm-hmm. Our email address is NotoriousWMPod at gmail.com. Our Instagram is NotoriousWomenPodcast. And don't forget to go to iTunes and subscribe, like, and five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five. Five.
stars. Five stars. And don't forget to become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. A dollar a month. Or, or as much as $100 a month. You know, that's good too. That's great. That's great. We're right? happy with we're that. We're happy with that. But and we're also happy with a dollar. We are. Yeah. At patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Notorious Women. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>